Hello, welcome to the Negative Positives Podcast, episode number 104. I'm your host, Mike Gutterman, coming to you from the Gutterman Cave on a Monday night slash Tuesday morning, the usual drunken after band practice podcast. And uh, what has happened today? Well, I got two boxes in the mail today. Yes, two boxes from the Film Photography Project podcast from the FPP. I got my two rows of T-Max 3200 Kodak film. Hot off the press. Uh, arrived today, the two or, two rows that I pre-ordered. So I was happy to get that. But I also ordered a couple other things from them. And that arrived today as well. Their shipping is crazy fast. I ordered these. Well, the... the T-Max 3200 I pre-ordered when they announced it but the uh, the other package I literally I think I ordered it Thursday or Friday and maybe Thursday night and got them today like that's quick shipping and uh, what I ordered was a 100 foot bulk row of Eastman uh, 5222 XX I really think I'm going to like this film. So, you know what? I just pulled the trigger and bought a bulk 100-foot roll of it. So, uh, I will definitely find out if I like it because I have 100 foot of it to shoot on top of like the like 10 rolls of it I still have left. So, uh, but from everything I'm seeing about the Eastman XX 5222, it uh, looks like I'm really going to like this film. So, you know what? I just went ahead and jumped and bought a uh, bulk roll of it while I had a little little extra cash in my and my spending allowance so but also uh that wasn't actually the main reason i placed that order the main reason as i ordered i finally ordered a, a big bottle of hc 110 developer and uh, the reason i ordered that was because i had been using d76 and the problem with the d76 is it comes in powder form that you need to mix up a gallon a whole gallon uh, of the developer to uh, to use it, and my developing tends to come in like spats, sort of. Like I usually will spend like a weekend developing a whole bunch of film, and then I'll go a couple months without developing anything. I'm not a person that develops like every weekend or every other weekend uh, developing film. So uh, D76 wasn't really working for me because. To mix up a whole gallon of it, I felt like I almost needed to like get 16, 20 rolls uh, shot and ready to be developed before I started actually developing them. And that workflow wasn't really working very well for me because I had rolls of film that was way back from last summer that I haven't developed yet because I'm waiting to get enough rolls shot to, I guess, basically make it worth it for me to mix up a whole gallon of D76. Well, HC-110 will allow me to kind of uh, just mix up enough just to develop a row or two. Uh, so, uh, right when I want to develop. So, I think it's going to be a better option for me. So, I went ahead and ordered some. And I got it today. A big liter jug of HC-110 syrup. So, I can start, like, uh, you know, developing just a few rows at a time rather than waiting for a... A large bulk of film to pile up before I mix up a gallon of D76. So yeah, I was excited to get those things in the mail, and uh, yeah, it was. Uh, and always the the cool thing about FPP, every time you order something from them, they throw in like a lot of cool stickers, 
and I am such a fan of stickers. If you're in a band or if you have a business or if you ship anything to anybody where a sticker uh, could be a, a thing, send somebody a sticker. Stickers are great. I love stickers, and uh, they are a key to my heart. Send me a free sticker, and I will stick it somewhere. <laughs> I'm a stickler for stickers. <laughs> but uh, also today, I uh, pack, you know, I already had all the uh, prize winners that I needed to send out for the 100th episode mega giveaway. Uh, I finally got to the post office today and got those in the mail. So if you're one of my winners, you should receive those probably sometime maybe late this week, possibly. Um, so yeah, I'm glad to have gotten that done. But... The main thing that I got accomplished today is I finally went to my local UPS store and grabbed a hold of Dustin Cogsdale's mystery package. So <laughs> so I, I grabbed his package and uh, opened it up and uh, he left me a little note inside and uh, this is what Mr. Dustin Cogsdale has to say. He says, Mike... This box contains things for the giveaway and things for you. The camera is for the giveaway. I picked it up from a thrift store ages ago and it works great. The roll of film is up to you. Keep it, give it away, it's your call. The microphone is for you, obviously. It's a great little mic and I hope you can get some use from it. It is missing the USB mini cable though, sorry. And lastly, the beer. Well, have a beer on me. It's an IPA with passion fruit from one of the breweries I work with out of Savannah, Georgia. It's a mixture of IPA and sour. If that's not your thing, no biggie, no obligation to imbibe. I hope it finds, I hope it all finds you in one piece. <laughs> Thanks for the great podcast, Dustin Cogsdale. Oh, Dustin, it, it's, it was, it's, I mean, I didn't, I thought this package was, was just going to, I thought your package was just going to be a gift for other people, but your package just continues to give and it's given me joy as well. And so <laughs> Dustin Cogsdale is on Instagram at dcogsdale87, that is D-C-O-G-S-D-E-L-L-87, and he also has another Instagram account that is for the love of grain. So definitely follow those. So where do I go with this uh, this, uh, this 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 great package? Where do I where do I begin to describe the beauty of his package? Well, let's see. Um, well, the camera that he's given away, actually, the winner of his prizes was Mr. Jim Melcher. So Jim Melcher, you have waited a long time to find out what you're receiving, and uh, this is what you're getting: uh, the thrift store camera that he sent uh, is a Pentax. It's a Pentax Mini Sport 35M. And being that it's a Pentax, I had a hard time packaging it up and sending it to you because I'm such a Pentax fan. But you know what? Other people need to learn the joy of Pentax like I know the joy. So I sent it on as much as it hurt my soul to send this beautiful little uh, compact Pentax to you. You know, uh, Go ahead, and I, I sent it to you, and that 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 means that should mean a lot because when I pulled it out, I was like, "Oh, the P that Dustin Cogsdale was talking about was Pentax. It was not panties." And uh, so, so he mentioned that he'd sent uh, his Mister Give had a something that started with a letter P. I assumed panties. It ends up being Pentax. Uh, either one's great. Uh, I like both of them. <laughs> 
<laughs> but yes, yeah, so you're getting a Pentax, uh, Jim Melcher, you're getting a Pentax Mini Sport 35M. Also, he included in the package, in his package, a roll of old school Kodachrome. And, uh, you know, Kodachrome is, uh, you know, obviously you can't get it developed the, the right way anymore, but it's still really cool to have a roll of Kodachrome. It's such a, like, uh, famous film probably the most fam- famous film ever so even if you just sit it on your shelf it's pretty darn cool but you can uh, process Kodachrome uh, as black and white so if you want to shoot it and process it as black and white there are a lot of things on the internet that tells you how to do that so if you want to shoot it give that a shot but if not just put it on your your shelf as uh, a cool I don't know uh tribute to one of the best films ever made uh also you're getting a film leader retriever <coughs> mr jim melcher and everyone should have one of these if you don't they're very handy uh, this one is made by it's like matten or maten m-a-t-i-n uh it's a film leader retriever i have a kodak branded one that looks exactly the same and they're very easy like to uh, pull the film leader out of a film roll that maybe you rewound too far or whatever, for whatever reason you need to pull the leader back out of the canister. Uh, These are extremely handy for that and they work really well. So you're getting a film leader retriever as well. Now, as far as the gifts to me, Dustin, you did not have to give me gifts, man, but like these are actually really, really cool. He sent me this uh this usb mic it's a samson meteor mic it's a usb mic and uh i'll be able to like like if if sunny 16 was ever have me on again i would be able to work out my mic problems with the low volumes i had i guess and uh so it's it could come in really handy for me it's like it's a usb uh, basically a usb mic perfect for podcasting and it even has like a little headphone jack on the side of it so i could just plug it into my usb port on my computer when i skype and then run the headphone from the mic uh so yeah if i had had this maybe my audio on the sunny 16 podcast wouldn't have been so bad so uh, i think this might be a huge help for me if i ever get a chance to do that sort of thing again so uh man dustin thank you so much and uh on top of that the man has bought me a beer and that is the key to my heart and uh so he has sent a beer in the mail to me and uh you know he says uh uh if it's not my thing no biggie no obligation to imbibe well i'm gonna imbibe what he has sent me is a southbound brewing company beer called joker and the thief from savannah georgia i have it in front of me here i have had it in my refrigerator for a couple hours it's nice and cold let's open this up here let's see what we got here let's go and get this oh there it goes there it goes all right so let me uh let me taste this i will admit i will fully admit i am a swill beer a swill beer drinker i'm a miller light kind of paps blue ribbon yangling rolling rock kind of guy <laughs> all the cheap gas station beers i went through my craft beer stage like a decade ago uh before it was hip to like be into the craft beer thing and uh now everyone's in the craft beer thing and i'm back to like swills but uh uh you know that just shows i was ahead of my time i was way too cool for school i was cool before cool was cool but uh <laughs> 
no, none of that is none of that is probably accurate. But uh, <laughs> but let's, let's let's taste this. Let's, he says it's a uh, IPA with passion fruit. Uh, so let's see what this tastes like. Let me, let me let's see if I can get this. Ooh, it's tasty. It's tasty. It's kind of kind of fruity, kind of kind of sour. It's good. It's good. I like it. And I thank you very much, Dustin Cogsdale, for buying me a beer. And uh, I am gonna enjoy this beverage uh, and take a little break and and really take in my thoughts on enjoying this beverage and come back on the next segment with a little more uh, deliciousness of podcasting. So I have just finished <coughs> Dustin Cogsdale's beer that he bought me so graciously. And it was delicious, and it was refreshing, and it has given me the, uh, <laughs> I don't know, the uh, will to do another segment. So here we go. Uh, cheers, Dustin. Thank you so much for the beer. I enjoyed it thoroughly. <laughs> it's empty now. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, I think the thing I want to talk about on this episode is mundane photos. And what I mean by that is... You know, a lot of times we maybe don't take photos on film or maybe we choose our camera or, or, I mean, our phone camera or whatever to take some photos because, oh, this isn't, uh, you know, it's just a snapshot or whatever. But, like, the thing to remember about every photo you take is every shot 10 years from now is going to mean so much more than it does at the time you take it. So... Uh, I'm guilty of this. Uh, sometimes I hold film too precious. I want to like make film shots, my, my good shots, and I'll just take like junk shots, average snapshots on my phone or a digital camera or whatever. And that's a bad mindset to be in because I, I'm at the point now after being in the scanning project that I've been involved in for months where I'm scanning old photo albums and none of these are artistic shots. None of these are shots that are uh, anything amazing or anything. But they mean so much 10, 15, 20, 30 years down the road. Like even just an average snapshot, overhead shot of like a family Christmas or whatever. They're all so much more important 10 years down the road than they were maybe when you thought, you know, maybe than when you took them. Um, so. There is no shot that's too precious for film. So, you know what? Just shoot it on film. Because, and that's where I'm starting to get. Like, I want to, like, start phasing out digital photography in general. Uh, now, granted, there's always going to be times your phone is on you and you're going to take have to take shots with your phone because that's, maybe that's the only camera you have on you. And that's fine. You, you got to do that. But my kind of mo from here on out is to always have at least a compact film camera on me to start shooting these photos i would normally take with my phone on a on film because i don't know like it's film is these photos seem to <laughs> seem to live on whereas my digital photos seem to just get buried in folders and menus and hard drives that I don't necessarily see but so that's kind of where I'm at and uh with this and I, I want to start like 
stop holding film so precious and saving it for like the the very best of my photography, whatever that may be, and start making it more of my daily life, and uh, and stop relying on digital because digital has kind of let me down time and time again. So, uh, and where film has never let me down. So. That's kind of where I'm at with it. And on and on the same subject of mundane photos, like, I'll give an example. Like, you know, I think a lot of us, we go up to some vintage store or some vintage gas station or some vintage, any sort of building or whatever, and we're obviously easily motivated to take that shot. Uh, but we may not take a shot of like some new store, some new gas station with all the new graphics and new signage and all that. We may not take that shot because, oh, that's a corporate chain gas station and, you know, it's just cheesy and there's nothing cool about it, blah, 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 because it's not old and vintage. Well, you know what? Ten years from now, that gas station shot would look old and vintage. And so think about that. Like, I know it's not maybe cool to take a picture of the new Chevron station that opened up on your corner of your of your block or whatever. But, you know, if you find a way to take a cool shot of that and the light's kind of cool or whatever, go ahead and take that shot. It may not be cool now. But 10 years from now, people are going to be like, oh, man, that's really cool because the Chevron station will have changed probably names and appearance 15 times in that decade or whatever. So just remember that anything you might see as mundane now will not be seen as mundane 10 years from now. Like, you know, I have a ton of snapshots that I took back in the 90s. None of them. But it was before I was in photography. I was just taking shots of me and uh, my wife when she was my girlfriend, just out and about. And those shots, you know, there's nothing artistic about them. There's nothing necessarily cool about them. But man, you know, 10, 20, 30 years down the road, they mean so much. And I'm so glad. Honestly, the only regret that I have is I didn't take more. You never regret taking the shots that you take. Uh, my only regret is I didn't take more. So burn up the film, people. Like, take tons of shots. And something you think is mundane or meaningless now could really mean something 10 years down the road. And uh, I just, it's something I've been thinking about. Like, you know, I, I, a lot of times I'm, I do a lot of night photography because of my schedule. And uh, I'm drawn to, like, any sort of business that's open late. And a lot of these businesses are, you know, they don't look really cool. <laughs> they, they're not necessarily like uh, anything that would seem like a cool shot now. But 10 years from now, they could be really cool to have because things change so fast in our towns and our neighborhoods that any sort of documentation of those uh, could really be something cool uh, just five, ten years later when things change completely again. So just remember that and uh, don't pass up what you might think is mundane. Uh, obviously, try to take a cool shot, but like, uh, don't pass up an opportunity to uh, shoot something you think might be a little generic or corporate or or whatever it may be because... I have seen uh, a lot of shots. I've been I've been following this page 
on Facebook that has like a, a lot of old uh, shots from uh, Louisville, uh, Kentucky, where I'm from, from like the 70s and 80s. And so many of these businesses that people have pictures of, I'm sure when they took those photos, wasn't really considered a cool or even interesting photo. But now they're super interesting because those businesses are no longer there or they've changed so much that like, you know, it's so like it's it's you never know when you're taking a shot that is kind of a nice historic, you know, memento uh, 10, 20 years down the road. So something to keep in mind when you're out there shooting, like, you know, just uh, let's uh, let's just burn up a lot of film. That's the main thing. (laughs) So. yeah, so it's just something I've been thinking about, and uh, I don't know if you guys have run into this kind of stuff as well, but uh, you know, I think it's uh, something to uh, consider when we're out there shooting. That there's nothing that is uh, too mundane to bother taking a shot of, because you never know what it's gonna, what that, what that property or what that building is gonna look like ten years from now. And uh, you may have the only good photo of it. Uh, it may the whole building may have gotten torn down or changed hands and changed completely appearance so you never know when one of those shots could actually um, be a nice little document of the way it was in 2018 and it may look completely different in 2028 so that's just kind of some thought processes i've been having lately and um so anyway all right let's uh let's take uh uh, take a little break here and i'll uh i'll wrap up this episode so in one of these shows that I was, uh, one of the Sunday shows that was the one with, I think, without Andre, I talked about my C41 developing process and how I put photo flow in the stabilizer stage at the end of the C41 developing and still got water spots. And I was trying to figure out how to get rid of these water spots. So uh, tonight I grabbed my bottle of C41 stabilizer. I soaked a microfiber cloth with the stabilizer and ran it down the film and got rid of the water spots and everything is looking nice and clean now. And the last thing that touched my film was stabilizer, which is very important with C41 uh, color film. Uh, So I think that might be uh, the answer. Next time I develop C41, I believe I'm going to add more photo flow to the tank and try to avoid these spotting, water spotting issues that I had with this. But if you do um, run into the spots, the water spots, the drying spots on C41 developing, and you want to, uh, and you're kind of desperate to get rid of them, uh, just uh, soak a rag in. Uh, microfiber uh, cloth or whatever with some stabilizer and run it down the length of the film strip and uh, it seems like that has solved my problem the water spots are gone and the last thing that touched my c41 film was stabilizer which is what you want so uh, that did seem to work so just a little uh, update to that conundrum that i ran into uh so hopefully uh that will help you uh but obviously, the better way would be to avoid those spots so you don't have to possibly scratch your film by running, uh, doing what I had to do. Um, hopefully, the microfiber soaked in, in the, uh, uh, the stabilizer or whatever, hopefully that did not scratch. I'm not seeing it, but who knows when I get it scanned. But uh, I have gotten rid of the water spots. But 
but obviously I want to try to avoid those water spots and not have to do that. So I think the next time I do C41 processing, I'm going to try a little richer mix of photo flow in with the stabilizer stage um, uh, in the last stages. Maybe avoid having to do that. But if you're desperate and that happens, this seems to have worked for me. So uh, something to think about um, if you're doing C41 home processing. Um, also, let's see here. Um, yeah, uh, I will say this. Uh, you know, I've had a lot of emails uh, when we had the show about, you know, your stories of the shots that you missed or whatever. Anytime you send me an email, if you could, uh, please uh, re-include or, uh, your social media contacts uh, where people can see you on social media. It would make my life a little easier because a lot of times I have to go back and find your social media to make sure I get that out there. So anytime you email uh, a story or a question or any or a comment to this program, if you could put your social media at the in the email, it would be uh, it would help out tremendously. Just something I wanted to throw out there because uh, I don't. I always want to like anytime somebody contacts the show, I want to put out their social media and. Uh, Sometimes uh, I forget to do that. And if you put it in your email, I will not forget that. So there you go. All right. I think that's the end of this episode of the Negative Positive Podcast. You can see my photography on Instagram at Gutterman Photo, on Facebook at my Gutterman Photography. Uh, join the Facebook group. We keep getting more and more members each day, and it's been very active. And uh, I love it. And it's the uh, Negative Positives Film Photography Podcast Facebook group. You can also email this program at guttermanphoto at gmail.com. All right. Everyone stay positive. Take some cool film photos. And I will see you. uh, Well, we'll see what what Ford does for me this week. If they work me late, you might not see me for a while. But if I get off early sometime this week, I'll throw out another one. But anyway. All right. Thank you guys very much for listening. I appreciate it.